1: Discover hope and healing from the
2: other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
1: Hi, everybody, and thank you for joining me again for another episode of Messages of Hope. This time I'm coming to you live from Tulsa, Oklahoma, as our Messages of Hope tour continues around the country. Anybody that lives around Lee's Summit, Missouri, or Unity Village, Missouri, you may notice some, some claw marks on the roads where they had to drag me away from those beautiful grounds of Unity headquarters where Ty and I had the pleasure of spending the last two weeks and got to do the show live from Unity headquarters but all good things come to an end and then good things continue because we are loving our visit in Tulsa met a group great group of people last night and got to share some messages of hope with them and on we go Today, I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to bring to you a most wonderful woman. She is a spiritual medium and soul gardener. And we're going to lev- let her tell you what a soul gardener is. Her name is Austin Wells. And she is a new friend of mine who I've heard about before, but had the pleasure of meeting at an afterlife conference, the Afterlife Conference in Orlando this past fall. And oh, let me tell you, my heart just opened the moment I met her. And I said, ooh, this woman gets it. She she walks the talk. She knows what a soul is, and hers is shining. And I know that you will feel her soul shining through this show. Austin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today.
2: Well, what a lovely opening, Suzanne. My goodness, that was so heart-centered. And, I, well, I you know, it's so beautiful on this journey to meet equal Committed servants and just to throw compliments back at you. Um, <laughs> people were so moved by you at the conference and your dedication to spirit and the way you, your the purpose of this show to create spiritual conversations just really moves me. So equal back at you for doing such amazing service pieces. It's. You shine too, girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well then wherever you are, people soak up this energy and you shine on with us, please. That's why we're all here to let the soul shine. And I'm excited. I waited to have Austin come on the show because I wanted to make sure that her new book is out and it is, it's available and it's called Soul Connections. And I have my copy here on Kindle in front of me and it's just it it's like any book we read. A book carries the energy of the person who wrote it, and this one just radiates your beautiful energy, Austin. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the book, but would you
2: first tell us
1: what is a soul gardener? How did you come up with that term?
2: (laughs) Um, It was definitely a download, for sure. Um, I noticed as I was working as a medium this profound all the, all the epiphanies that were coming up from the spirit world to enhance and support the soul I was sitting with in session. And I realized that there was more to the story than just what the spirit world was bringing forth because it was offering opportunities for the individual to grow and expand and evolve. So I used the term soul gardener to encompass the other modalities that I offer to support the soul as they continue on their journey. So that's Shamanism, hypnotherapy, grief counseling, intuitive work, mediumship, uh, remote viewing, um, uh, and then I've studied with three different energy medicine schools. So it kind of was this umbrella for me to say, you know what, we're here to evolve. So if I, my soul resonates with you, I got, I got tools. <laughs> you know, we uh-huh. can, we can keep going in this regard, and it's, it's been such a pleasure. Witnessing people take a, the beginning of a soul conversation and and then bring it into a homework piece and watch how that becomes their soul's um, next lesson.
1: I love that you, the the image you've just given me is this garden full of rows with different beautiful gifts for us to harvest. And you bring all of that. So you're not just a medium. You've 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 played and. And explore different modalities. Would you say they're very balanced? What you do, or is are there one or two or three that uh, take precedence of your, over the other modalities you use?
2: I, it goes in rhythms. I mean, there was a time period when I studied shamanism because it was a four-year investment for me. It was almost like you know, <laughs> a metaphysical college in a sense. In addition. Mm-hmm other college that I'd gone to, um, that I really thought, wow, I'm so aligned with being a shaman, that's the work I'm going to do. But then the spirit was, was like, no girlfriend, come back over here. So then I got called to, to really step back into the mediumship in a different way. So it, I find there's rhythms with it. Um, in fact, I spent an amazing, you remember Linda Fitch from the sure.
1: conference.
2: Um, right, she's going I to be said, on the
1: show in June, I
2: believe, yeah. Oh, you are, your listeners are going to be so blessed. Um, So Linda and I were just I just flew back last night from working with Linda in Washington. And we had a couple who had been completely disenfranchised from the land. It was a 30 at least I think it's at least a 30 acre property that they just found they had no passion for and they couldn't connect to. So, in two days, she and I went up there and utilized our shamanic work and utilized mediumship and soul gardening tools to to get them um, in right relationship with the land and so, it was really the most the deepest dive into my medium uh, excuse me into my uh, shamanism i 've done in a while, and I was like. Oh my god, fire ceremony is so beautiful and wow, I forgot about all these great tools. So, it's in another switch again. So, it's it's fun because much like it seems like maybe your channeling has brought a different level of evolution for you as a medium. Um I've I'm so blessed when there's kind of like this this wave comes up and I'm like, "Oh, wow, shamanism's coming back. Awesome." You know?
1: I love that because I know that so many of you listening to us today are attracted to different aspects of spirituality and metaphysics and this greater reality that we get to experience. And and some people aren't sure what their path is, but those of you listening can see that if you just follow your heart, as Austin does, you can make a nice blend that helps others. So quickly, um, Without going into what you did for that couple, because there's so much more I want to talk about, could you just share with us the shift that you witnessed as a result of the work with that couple?
2: Um, Absolutely. I think what was profound was they were disengaged because of the stories they had held about how the land had serviced them before, so the the past uh, relationships and the stories that had happened on the land had such a weight and had been, think of it like a savings account. They had been invested in so profoundly that they couldn't walk forward without feeling that presence. So by reclaiming the land as, as being, uh, putting them in relationship with the land more or less, saying this land is here to service you. So first of all, let's, let's do a, a clearing of the stories. So now this imprint is open and ready and nature is waiting to be in relationship with you and to allow your soul to flourish here. So then once we had done the cleansing, then it was a matter of a really strong visioning, which is part of shamanic work, which is saying not there's one specific destiny line, but there are multiple destiny lines. Where are your passions? Where are you growing, evolving, and how can we weave that into the fabric of this new idea and they went from thinking oh we may leave in two years to being like oh my god i'm going to do this and this and i Uh mean i and again this is when we're talking as practitioners the excitement we're talking about should be all about god it is all about allowing a dynamic divine conversation where god has instruments to work through to remind people of the constant support So really what happened was the two of us went up there to be conduits of change. So the two of them that were beyond their ability to visualize something different were able to be in a place where all of a sudden it was brand new and fresh and possible and exciting. And I, I honestly was surprised and amazed by how much got accomplished. But it just felt so, such a great illustration that when you ask for help, which I think the spirit world, and you know this, Suzanne, they're always, I think it's the one thing they wish we did more of, how quickly that loving support just shows up and in such force because even the the eagles were flying around as affirmations and suddenly it was like the spirit the the nature the natural world around us totally came online and they could start seeing how the birds were trying to tell them things or how how the animals around and it just got to be almost overwhelming for them because they had gone from such a, a place of this isn't working to being so overwhelmed with blessings and grace that it was wow. just it was really fun to witness it was like oh my god this is so cool so yeah that was wow. that was the that was the fun
1: <laughs> can you can you summarize for us other than asking for help what the lesson in that would be for all of us about whatever our situation is not that for that couple it was dealing with the land what was what is the overall lesson of that
2: i think we have to be open to the fact that things can change and that change isn't scary, that mm. change can be like the best thing ever, because we're supposed to come here to evolve. And we are very comfortable with what we're comfortable with, where we are safety creatures.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: by practicing change and understanding that, I, I and again, I think it has a little bit to do with wh- how we vision fear, because we don't we don't dance with fear. We dance with joy. We dance with love. We dance with, you know, we'll dance with the happy things. But when it comes mm-hmm. to fear, we don't investigate it, so we assume it's negative. And to me, fear is us in five minutes. It's, it's, the, it's stronger than us because we haven't stepped into that place of where we're becoming. So in mm-hmm. that place, in that next five minutes of us, we have, a, we have the potential of being an even greater Servant to the spirit world, to God, to our ancestors, to the planet. Um, But we have to take this moment to work through this moment. And if we do, then we can be of service to the person who hasn't walked through that moment yet.
1: So beautiful. I I remember having a moment like that, waking up with with a panic attack for no reason. I don't get panic attacks. And the guide simply said, go with it, let it flow. And it flowed right through. And that was the whole purpose, just to show me and now hopefully all of you listening just exactly what austin just said so beautifully that dance with it and it can't control you.
2: Wow. Cool. Yeah, because it it is it's not it's not separate from us, it is us. It's an invitation to a different dimension of us. And whether it's brought to us through another individual and what they're asking of us or honestly it's just the next pebble in the path. We need to experience it, because oftentimes the imprint of fear is something of what already happened. And so we're not letting that moment be new, because the, you know, the power of being able to be present, and I think the invitation the spirit world is giving us and God is giving us to be faithful, is to say, I'm going to let everything go that I know. And that access and that information is absolutely available to me, that I am going to surrender completely and allow this moment to just be beautiful and to be whatever it's going to be, good, bad, or indifferent, but I know that I'm being guided. It's—it's it's, Suzanne, it's the same moment that I think that you, you and I both know dearly is that I think sometimes either our clients or the people that watch us demonstrate don't remember is we stand up there with no clue what's going to happen <laughs> that's There's the no thing trip. it's like
1: stepping off a cliff with total faith yes.
2: right yeah yes yes and the, the highest card in the tarot deck is the fool which is a man's you know a, a human being standing on a cliff with one foot out in the air and he's so lost in the bliss of the moment the next moment is some different reality, but it's the celebration of, if you're really in the moment of your life, it should be an adventure. It shouldn't be this planned, you know, mental approach to I'm a human being and I have to do this and I have to do this. You need that, but you also have to release it in order for miracles to happen because miracles happen when we let the, the, the energy of the divine move within our own soul and then move our soul to witness new things, beautiful things.
1: Beautiful. And that is spoken from Austin Wells. You have been there and experienced that. So That's absolutely the voice of experience. Austin Wells is a spiritual medium and soul gardener, by the way. Of course, her website is just her name, austinwells.com. You'll want to check out more. But for now, Austin, tell us about your book Soul Connections. What's the point? What I have it in front of me so I know the answer.
2: <laughs> well, I wrote <laughs> Tell everybody. I wrote, yeah, I wrote Soul Conversations because I felt the book Soul Conversations.
1: Oh, I'm saying it's wrong because I typed it wrong on my nose. If okay. I would look at my notebook, okay. I would see it's Soul Conversations.
2: <laughs> it's okay. Um so I wrote Soul Conversations because I love the books that are in existence currently that talk about individual mediums' experiences with connecting to the spirit world. To me, where I was really drawn to be of service in literary form was to create a guide for people to discover their own soul. So this isn't a book about how to be a medium or how to be a professional intuitive. That's a different conversation. This is about how to be a spiritual being, how to... How to allow your human being to be parented by your spiritual being, and that both the human being and the spiritual being are your soul. So, it, we are best when we allow that interaction between our own dual aspects within us. And from that context of knowing we're spiritual beings, and and but need to be human beings at least for this experiment. Um, then we we meet all the things that happen in our life I- in a very, very different way. So the first part of the book is explaining what is the soul and what's the landscape of the soul and how do you identify what that is and how do you practice nurturing your own soul. The center of the book is taking it to the spirit world and finding out who your guides are and how to connect with your ancestors and pets and meet power animals, which helps you align with your empowerment and and your dynamic force that we oftentimes step out of for different reasons. But then the third part of the book, which I really feel is the gift, is now that you know that you're a spiritual being and you've got an idea of how to connect with the spirit world, can't we live more kindly? Can't we live more responsibly? Can't we nurture our relationships and realize that things aren't happening to us that's the victim mentality that the human being, our human being will go to. But from the spiritual perspective, it's happening for us. For it's just yet. Yeah. And from that perspective, our relationships are just transformative. And the way we process grief can be better. The way we can further explore our soul and really dynamically, the way you treat yourself has to change. Because if you're a distillation of God... Your home, your your landscape of your soul is this place for God to live within you, as you, through you. So that that changes the game a lot to me.
1: This is beautiful. It's so clearly obvious why you had to come on the show. This is you're you're talking what I've called the awakened way. Principle number one is you are a beautiful soul who walks in both worlds at once. Can you? put into words for everybody listening your understanding of the soul. You said the whole first part of the book is describing that, so in, in just a few minutes, distill <laughs> <laughs> what is your understanding of the soul?
2: My And again, I want people to discover this for themselves, but this is what the spirit world has taught me, and this is what makes sense. We are two beings within one beautiful energy field. So That's a human being and a spiritual being. We originate as God. And when we individuate, we become a soul. We become a singular expression of that God force. And when we decide to incarnate in this world, we become a human being, but we're also a spiritual being. So we are meant to be dualistic we're meant to be contradictory because there are and you can hear it in people's language when they say like well a part of me wants this but a part of me wants this so when you understand that the human being in us is driven by our physical senses and by our emotions and sees everything in the world as material and since everything in the material world dies it automatically will fear change because it assumes that when that thing dies, that it's done, it's over with. And because human beings deal with human beings, and human beings are purposefully not supposed to be perfect, we don't have the best experience, so we carry our stories in a little red wagon with us everywhere we go, and that (laughs) is filters that disallow us to open into new relationships, because we're still processing the stuff that's in the red wagon. Now, our spiritual self that it knows it's immortal, because once we transition out of physical form, that soul returns to the spirit world and or, or the, the greater universe in whatever context for its next evolution, whether it's reincarnation or blending as guides to be part of a greater vision for the world or who knows where else. Um, that spiritual part knows that we're immortal. So it's in direct compet- contradiction to the human being's awareness that we're finite. So there's the finite self and the infinite self. So the finite self, you know, that's the human being, but the infinite self knows everything that happens as a gift because we're here to evolve. Yep. So the balancing act is honoring the fact that you're going to have a human experience because you're a human being right now. But there comes a point generally when somebody dies and there's an undeniable presence that transcends the physical reality that then says, wait a minute, it's not just a physical world. There's this invisible presence. I can't see it. My human being can't see it. But my spiritual self knows. And I think when you're talking about the awakened self, which you beautifully articulated, I think that's that intersection, is that it's the opportunity when grief happens. And when someone we love dies, that all of a sudden our soul goes, wow, there's more to this story. Like, oh, yeah, that other part of me is there.
1: Beautifully put. Wow. So this is Austin Wells, a spiritual medium, soul gardener, because she combines multiple modalities to help us come to know who we are and tap into our source, and the author of Soul Conversations. Here's a good one for you, Austin. I just um, posted my latest channeling session with my team, Sanaya, on YouTube, and Mm -hmm. somebody sent me an email and said they just love when Sanaya talks to us, and she says, I'm like everybody I'm sure we all want Sanaya to tell us our purpose, which they don't do, other than to shine. Let no. the soul shine. You know the individual <laughs> purpose. And I know when you hear that you laugh like I did because that's well. You answer that question. Well, how does that? When somebody <laughs> said that to you, we want we want you or your guides to tell us our purpose.
2: What do well, you say? first of all, I just want to say you're, you're, your listeners are in such good hands with you, because whether the wisdom is distilling through you individually or through your guide, Suzanne, it's evident that it's being distilled. So, But first it's, of all, it's about I
1: empowering was, them, is my point, and you yes. do that in your book. That's what your book's all yes. about.
2: Well, thank you, but I also, I'm always one of those people that really needs to acknowledge the equal presence in the room and that, or in the, on the line, and that's you. So to the question that you're asking, the reason, it, it, it's the same reason why your loved ones in the spirit world won't tell you um, what you're supposed to do with relationships that are ongoing. Their life has finished. It's your turn now. So when you can't, you really, the human being in us wants the answer. We want it solved. We want it fixed so we can move on. That's not why spiritually you're here. That's it. So the reason why a purpose or a soulmate can't be defined by another individual is because it shouldn't be. That's the whole reason you're here is to give yourself permission to explore what you're passionate about and trust the fact that that is the very stepping stones that are intended to help you become who you are to transcend where you've been and the stories that you hold so you can then be in a place where your soul is available to a divine conversation and then you can be of service to the world. So you'll have inklings of what those things are and it doesn't really matter how you're of service, it's that you're of service.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I want to keep this comment real short, but she reminded me of this woman I gave a reading to and her husband from across the veil said, I want you to be happy. So she came back to me a year later and said, I followed my husband's advice. I'm very happy. I'm now in love with two men. Will you give me a reading so that my husband will tell me which one I'm supposed to marry?
2: (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Um, I love it because, you know, and it's the dance in when when you're in a position where people are seeking spiritual guidance is because and this is where your listeners, I'm sure, are beautifully educated is we you should never be your your life path should never be dictated by someone else, not a human being and not a person representing a spiritual conversation, because that's why you're here. And it is amazing how when you hold that place of being that communication potential, that it can go really south for some people and their human being ego comes in. And that's the what that becomes where the wisdom comes from is the human being, not the, the spiritual conduit that connects to a source greater than their own. So I think, you know, within gaining access and information from people, you should always... Feel the person that you're with, one, is very humble, two, practices spirituality themselves and looks like they've got their act together and never makes you afraid of anything in your life because if they make you afraid or feel that you need them to be part of your journey, it's their human being driving the conversation and that's not who should be taught. That's not the aspect of their soul that should be the voice box or the mouthpiece
1: and that's what i loved about you when i met you it was so clear that you weren't concerned about yourself i could see you interacting with others i could see how you um engaged me from a heart place and no, there was no uh, there was no wall of judgment or checking me out that that all of us know when we get in that kind of a dynamic and you're just so pure and so beautiful mm. just Instantly felt that. So we're talking with Austin Wells. And when we come back after the break, Austin, I'd love to hear more about your shamanism. And because so many of our listeners have loved ones who have passed, if you could share with us some of your tools for connecting with loved ones across the guide, that would be super. Fantastic. Okay. Y'all come back now. We'll be here.
2: Discover the Power Within Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World
0: When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org And click on Donate to make a one time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable moment with Reverend Ogan Holder, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts.
1: Vulnerability is very uncomfortable. But as we know from so many teachings by so many people and from our own experience, the only way we will ever experience true connection is to be vulnerable, to be open. And to say. And what we say to ourselves, but when we're vulnerable, we risk being hurt. Well, you only risk being hurt, again, if you don't get a full understanding of how love works. Nothing and no one can hurt you. Nothing and no one is against you. And everything that happens in your life, as I always say, And I will always sing. So if I keep saying it and you keep hearing it and you get tired of me hearing it, I apologize. But everything happens in our life as an opportunity for us to show up as God.
0: To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Know Yourself as Divine, Stations of the Cosmic Christ. A new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more.
2: Liz Dawn, CEO of Celebrate Your Life, has been presenting live events with some of the world's leading spiritual teachers for over 23 years. Liz is sharing some of these classic lectures every Monday at 10 a.m. Central on the Celebrate Your Life Hour. Join Liz as she shares memories of working with people like Dr. Wayne Dyer, Caroline Mace, Denise Lynn, and many others. These talks have never been heard on the air before. Listen exclusively on unityonlineradio.org.
0: Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
1: Hi, everybody. We're talking today with Austin Wells. She's the author of Soul Conversations that's recently been released, and it is a beautiful book. We'll talk more about that in this half hour. But, Austin, we haven't talked enough about your mediumship, the actual practice of it, and how you knew you had to be a medium. Have you been seeing spirits your whole life?
2: Yes. I think the most profound experience was when I was five. So I was... um, uh, in a fashion show and I was very nervous about the fashion show because I had to be a bridesmaid and I had all this tool and I was afraid that I was going to walk up the the um, stairs onto the, the runway and like face plant. <laughs> so I was praying in the middle of the night um, which I fortunately knew to do and all of a sudden the walls of my room started morphing and all these people came into my room and most specifically this one woman came to my bedside and she had a soul conversation with me, which isn't verbal speaking, it's it's energy exchange, it's soul to soul. And she uh, asked me if I was okay, and I intuited, no, I was a little nervous. And then my bedroom became two realities, so next to me was the runway of the next day. And although I was still in my bed with this gal, I could I was absolutely on the runway at the same time. And I had this awareness of going up the stairs and going down the runway fine and not tripping. And then she had me shape shift to the audience's perspective and feel how much they wanted me to be successful. And then she had me feel the energy of the whole room so I could feel how much love was present. And mm-hmm. then once I knew at that moment I was going to be fine, I was back in my bed, and a lot of the v- other people who had filled my room uh, had dissipated, but she was still there. And then she checked in with me, and once she knew she, I was fine, she kind of faded back into the walls, and then I fell asleep. So I, I learned a lot from that exchange. I learned a lot from that exchange.
1: And who do you think that woman was or do you know?
2: Um, I've come to understand her honestly as, as the aspect of my soul, the pure aspect of my soul and spirit. Maybe you can call it like your higher self or oh, your nice. infinite self, you know. and it, it, Because it, I think sometimes we'll look for a guide outside of ourselves. Um, but there's also, and Mavis is so great at recognizing this part of it too in her work. But you know, there's also that spiritual access ourselves. So for the longest time, I thought it was outside of me, and then I realized it was an aspect of me, which even gave me more invitation to say, okay, I really need to understand what my relationship is with Source, what my relationship is with Infinite Intelligence, and how am I, how am I allowing that to flow through? Well, wow.
1: so what do you recommend our listeners do to increase their connection with their higher self
2: um, understand that they are they have both of those aspects of their soul that they they aren't just when the human being part of them and the world gets loud that they have to consciously make that shift to connect to that which makes them feel um Godlike, I'll say, or um, the better version of themselves. And with that, it sounds kind of judgmental, I suppose, but I think we know when that shift is. And most of the time, it's when we give unconditional love to somebody, either through prayer. So, I mean, the simplest shift can be done by wishing someone true, truly well, um, even if it's someone that we're having an adversity with to just drop all of your... Because most of the time when people are having problems, if they focus on the energy within themselves, they'll find their head is spinning. So a simple exercise is just to allow that quantum of energy to float down to their heart and for it to just be in that place or where they might find the center of their soul is, the seat of their soul. And then allow that to be a place in nature and then just build that space out. So when they're they more judgmental or more fearful or something where they really need that spiritual presence. They have this established virtual location within themselves mm-hmm. to go to 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 just kind of hang out and get guidance and and the more it's 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 essentially it's almost like remote viewing where there's this idea of a longitude and a latitude and a space and time and place. By creating that space within yourself, um, you really have a place to go within, too. Um, That's very personal and quite profound.
1: Beautiful. I I call it shifting the spotlight from your normal waking consciousness to that place that's always accessible to you. I love that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when you do a purely... If you do a purely mediumistic reading for someone how do the spirits appear to
2: you oh what a great question um, um, they I do a lot of purely uh, um, medium mediumistic sessions for sure um, I'm blessed to objectively I know and you you actually asked me a question like this years ago when we met for the first time you said do you see objectively or or subjectively and i was like oh wow i love her mind <laughs> because if your listeners aren't aware When you can see, more or less, when your soul can see, when you have clairvoyance, that means that um, you can see two ways. You can see it like it's an image on a movie screen or an image um, in your mind, or you can actually have the experience of what they call objective viewing, which is where you can literally see it look like a human being in your room. So I have kind of a combination of both. Um, Initially, I will get um, kind of like a, um, a movie coming onto a screen, almost like objective views of someone. And then it seems to shift like all of my soul senses to open. So then I've got all of them keyed in at the same time. But that really helps, not because i like to describe a soul just physically, mm-hmm. but it's almost like they're beaming in. So, it, mm. yeah, it kind of looks like Star Trek. When they would move from one dimension to another and all of a sudden they'd be like, and they'd all of a sudden be in the room. That's what it feels like to me.
1: Make that noise again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at making noises. I think most of my sentences are finished with sounds.
1: (laughs) But I love that visual because I can see... This pixelated form that's just appearing out of the so-called nothingness, and then takes form, and here they are in a way that you can see them objectively. That's very cool. Yeah.
2: But not all souls appear that way, which I kind of love. So, for instance, um, and in a lot of it, I'm sure you, this is similar to how you experience it. But a lot it depends on what the message of the soul is. So, if it is, you know, a um, it's imp- it's it, their their energetic personality is really the definer more than their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just feel their soul so profoundly, and yeah. it's I think and I think it's a good um, determiner for people, especially because when you're trying to connect with your own loved ones, you have very specific visuals, and because we're used to watching television, we think it you. If you don't see it in solid form, then it's wrong. And that's where the human being takes all the fun out of, out of doing mediumship because it's a spiritual exchange. So it's an energy perception. So your soul can, much like you have physical senses, your spiritual aspect of your soul has soul senses, which are a lot of the physical senses, but they're a way of exchanging and understanding energy. So it's an energetic exchange. So sometimes if you're just seeing what the eyes of a person look like, it's because that particular asset or part of them is an outstanding feature. And that's why it's been shown to you or their eyes look like the client's eyes. Yeah.
1: I used to think that it was a failing of mine that I don't see the spirits more clearly, but now I see it as a blessing because it has forced me to feel them, and to me, that's capturing their essence. But I do envy you seeing them your whole life because that, well, clearly, that's your path, and it's resulted in this beautiful work that you're doing. Do they do they come and bother you like the Long Island medium? <laughs> do they do they, <laughs> are they around all the time for you, the spirit people? Um, I
2: think. I I think I am Suzanne clearly aware that I am a full-blown human being and I have like my own work to do that my that my understanding with them is look I'm I'm there for you guys but I if you want me to work I'll work but I make time for that so let my let me evolve let my soul evolve yes. and I also I think you know, the idea of, it's not, how do I say this? It's not in my wheelhouse to walk up to someone I've never met and give them a message because I don't think that's polite. Yeah. And I, 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 I really know free will has so much to do with it. And I love the mediums that get super excited about a message and they just want to run up to someone. But boy, if that's somebody who doesn't believe in the spirit world and, Although you may feel their loved one, you're representing a presence that's really going to shut them down spiritually, and, and it's just, it's it's not, it's not right. It's not right. But, you know, when you see it on television, they've had to sign disclaimers, so it's not like... That's right. Surprise, right? <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. There's a lot going on behind yeah. the scenes. I, uh, oh, I, heck yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so you talk about uh, empowering others and teaching others to do this themselves we were talking on the break about you working with people and helping them to tune into their own loved ones who have passed and you mentioned something that really intrigues me about people being able to see their pets who have passed more easily than their loved ones please expand on that because i'm fascinated
2: Well, I love, I'm blessed to, um, like you do, work with mediums and intuitives in their development. And they've taught me so much about, you know, just these things I never would have noticed. But I also love um, teaching just anybody, which is, again, the purpose of the book, Soul Conversations, is to help people understand that the universe is accessible to everyone. But what I found was there's this exercise that I was doing where people would be um, sitting and their loved ones would appear in nature and um, if I started with with them finding their human being connection they would have, you know, they, it's not that they would have challenges but it was a harder go and and so the spirit world one day said, we're going to start with the animals. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then so they had the animals come out, and the response to it was extraordinary. They're like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about that dog, and I never remembered that cat. And, oh, my God, I saw my rat. And it's just <laughs> but they could see it with such clarity. And I also found when I would sit them with each other and just literally try to have them do a contact, um, I also started with animals. And they could see the person across from them, their contacts so easily. And why that's the case, I don't know. I think it kind of goes back to when we're five years old and you say, hey, you want to play Cowboys and Indians? You don't say, I'm so sorry, I haven't researched the Indians. I have no idea how to play this game. As a five-year-old, you jump in and you're just like in it. So maybe the animals open up our hearts in a way where there's that not really right. finished business right where yeah. there's just that love exchange and then the spirit world can come crashing in so it really speaks to how much that part of us that that you know again how we hold our life might get in the way a little bit when we try to do something just really fun which i is. love
1: that that's beautiful so what are ways that our friends listening today can communicate more clearly with their loved ones.
2: I think they can trust the fact that they are as excited about doing it as you are. Trust the fact trust the fact that they're already doing it. It's just you're only looking when you're asking and you should just look all the time. I love it when my dad comes through with messages and I'm not even looking. That 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 one gets my heart more than when I'm asking and I get a sign because to mm. know that he misses me and he knows I'm <sighs> going to and I have forgotten to ask, Jessica, makes me go, okay, well done, like nice. Um, I, again, I just think it's knowing that it's possible, but then not giving up if you feel like you've tried three days and it doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. There's so many different ways to do it. I mean, you can ask to have dreams with them. You can ask for signs in the natural world. Um, you can ask for names to come across your day that are within, you know, your scope that represent people within your family or people that they know. Uh, you can look on billboards. You can you can watch on television ads. You can say, you know, give me music today. It's really about just not – and I kind of feel sorry, Suzanne, a little bit for the spirit world because we're, yes. we're pretty limited in what we allow their vocabulary to be. We're like, okay, you're a butterfly, and you're a license plate that has three numbers on it. And that's how I know you're there. It's like, wait a minute. Like, let's <laughs> give them more language, <laughs> you know? Let's, let's, let's open this conversation. And then trusting the fact, you know, how, how if you make time to just be in a space of receptivity and allow your own dialogue to happen with spirit, how that increases your ability to hear all energy As it relates to your soul so I love that I
1: I love that you're not saying to people this is how you have a direct conversation and contact with your loved ones you're opening it up to however they can make their presence known
2: well because for some people it's a scary thing you know they they think of a, a soul and spirit as a ghost and that's scary so the human being part right has this upload of fear so the, so the spirit world is very smart. They're not going to come to you where you have fear. So you really have to ask yourself if you keep asking for them to materialize in your bedroom, but you're actually scared of that. First of all, it's kind of a canceled out mm. message. But also the spirit world isn't going to manifest something for you that they know you're going to be afraid of. They're trying, they're trying to bridge to you to help you know they're there. So they're going to find ways that make you feel expanded and comforted and laugh and giggle. And you know, I had I this one experience where um, I was missing my, my dad. I think it was fairly recent to the time my dad died, and I went with my husband shopping down uh, the road, and I kept looking at this little boy who was like two years old, and I was so mesmerized by his face, and I just kept staring at him. I thought he was going to think I'm totally weird. And all of a sudden... <laughs> My dad's soul literally walked into his energy field, became his face and walked out. And I was like, "Ah!" and even me who does this work on a regular basis, that that was a that was an inhale. But, you know, it was dynamic. What was possible, you know, because this is like a two year old and my dad's not two wasn't two when he died. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. But, you know, I mean, like, Wow. But it's because I just say, and the other thing is, give them permission. They are not allowed to interfere unless we ask for help. So the first prayer you Uh. should say every day is, please help me. Please. I agree I am not the best at this yet, but I'm doing my best. Bring it on bring me help, and help me understand how supported I am because my fear is a little louder today. That
1: is huge, huge advice that all of you, if you're listening to this in a podcast, should hit rewind and listen to that again and again. (laughs) That was beautiful, Austin. If you joined us late, we're talking to Austin Wells. She's a spiritual medium, a lovely soul, and the author of... Soul Conversations. I find that book so practical, just like the things that you're sharing with us today. I know it includes energy exercises about aligning your thoughts and actions with your deepest wisdom. Do you have any that's a favorite? Just a, a an energy exercise you could share with us now? Because we get knocked off balance so easily these humans. What's one of your yeah, favorite ways do. to align?
2: Um. Ah, uh, the line of light so prior to our show I created I just asked for uh, this just conduit of light to put you and I in a sacred space so we would speak from our hearts and hear each other and love each other and expand whatever conversation was necessary we are connected as spiritual beings which we forget when we are just walking around in the physical world So no matter whether you're having an issue with somebody or you just miss somebody, simply imagining a line of light like a mother has an umbilical cord to a baby and its sustenance and nurturing. Imagine that line of light from your heart to another person, whether they're physical or non-physical, and just have that exchange. And in it, imagine they're sitting in, you know, if they're in the spirit world, imagine they're sitting across from you. And open your heart, send that line of light out, imagine their heart there, and create a highway going back and forth of exchanging it. It's kind of like um, passing the squeeze or like a good game of telephone. And it's just coming from that place. It works with arguments. It works when couples can't hear each other, when a mother and a child can't function. The minute you drop, I had a situation with clients the other day and they couldn't hear each other. And I just said, okay, let's just notice where your energy is. It was all in their head. I said, drop to your heart. And I said, create that bridge. That's the reason you guys fell in love. That's what your souls are nurturing. And the minute they did it, the whole room changed. But it's oh, yeah. so simple. Oh, yeah. Because from that, I, point, I am, from I, place, I'm place. Just-
1: I'm blown away by that, Austin, because this is something that I do at the beginning of all of my one-on-one readings, is I, I tell I tell the client we need to come in alignment with each other and imagine a chord between my heart and yours. That's the love that... that Joins us, and I know it must sound strange to people to hear that because we humans don't normally talk that way. But to hear you say the exact same thing, well, no wonder we're well, we're all connected.
2: Well, and it's It's clearly a way for an invisible conversation that you're having to one be validated and to be shared with others. But you know, it it, it's we I forget as a medium that when people are talking to me, they're giving me stuff too. So. Mm-hmm. In in that, there's such a gorgeous affirmation and, and gratitude from the spirit world to you saying, thank you for starting it that way. Thank you for starting That's... it that way, because it's how we're meant to relate to each other.
1: And as I hear you say that, it shows all of us that when you take the time to do that, then you're, you're, you're going to be coming from your soul, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You? Yeah,
2: you're coming from. You're definitely going to be coming from the spiritual aspect of your soul, and it's so important and, gosh, so needed right now. Because we were really having well, you... a hard time hearing each other because we're trying to talk so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying not to do that in this show. I'm trying to hear you and fit everything in. I want everybody to know all about you in one hour, which isn't enough. So you all have to read Austin Will's book, Soul Conversations. One of the things that you you share in the book is how to deepen your soul presence in self-care. That's something we don't read about too much. Would you expand on
2: that? Um, If you are a distillation of God, source, infinite intelligence. That exchange needs to be honored and it needs to be nurtured because if if you are here, you're here for your own evolution, but you're also here so the spirit world, so the ancestors, so divine intelligence can work through you. So self-care is when you realize that you're... Needs are absolutely key. And a lot of the people who are driven and explore metaphysics oftentimes step in as a nurturer or a rescuer. And the rescuer archetype, if you look at like the drama triangle that Stephen Kaufman created in the um, early 1960s, well, late 69 into the early 70s, um, the rescuer is the one who puts other people above themselves because they sometimes grow up in a family where someone walks on eggshells, where they walk on eggshells. So their their energetic exchange with the world is, are you okay? Because if you're okay, then I'm okay. And in that exchange, you build an intuitive child. But the problem is, is that that individual grows up with the idea that it's it's a bad thing to think about themselves first and that that's selfish. Mm -hmm. So, the, the the spiritual awakening also is if I am, you know, God in action, if I am this ability for a, a conduit of change, positive change, um, I have to honor this vehicle, my mind, my emotions, my body, and my connection to the spirit world as much as I value nurturing that in others.
1: That's beautiful. We don't hear that often enough. Lovely. So well, we've been talking, happens, but... we are still talking with Austin Wells. And I hope you can see why I just resonated so lovely, beautifully with her. When I first heard her, isn't she great? Beautiful soul, as well as gorgeous woman. Um, <laughs> how else can people connect with you, Austin, besides your book? Do you have events coming up? How, how do, we do we learn you? more from you?
2: Um... I'm, I've been I've been promoting the book a little bit, which has been super fun. So um, my website is Austin Wells, and that's A U S T Y N to throw in a little fun there. dot uh, com AustinWells dot com. Um, I'm going to be in San Francisco next weekend at the New Living Expo, which should be really fun. Right Pretty powerful speakers there. Marianne Williamson and James Von Prague' going to be there. And then I'm doing sittings. Then I'm teaching a mediumship intensive in San Francisco at the beginning of May. Then I'll be at the Afterlife Conference in June in Salt Lake City that the lovely Suzanne Giesman was at in Orlando last year. Um, and then I am going to be in Santa Barbara the end of July and then uh, in Chicago in August. So I'm teaching great. mediumship fun. with a um, medium from uh, the Arthur Finley College the end of at the middle of September which is su- going to be super fun too and then I celebrate Dia de los Muertos which is lots of fun the Day of the Dead which is the perfect thing yeah. for
1: a medium to celebrate because we know they're not really gone you have uh, just about a minute and a half to share with us no you have 30 seconds. Do you have one message for everybody to hear?
2: You are an authentic distillation of God. You're meant to sparkle and gift this world with your magic. Don't forget to shine. Stand up, be heard, and gift us with your soul's beauty.
1: That's beautiful. Well, you have gifted us with yours this past hour, Austin, and I know we're all grateful to you. Everybody go check out austinwells.com because she has a lot to teach us. Thank you, Austin.
2: Thank you.